0: Hello, hola, yabotsayo. It's Black History Month, everyone. I know February is the shortest month and Valentine's Day is more celebrated in schools rather than Black History. But as Black people, we're going to make the most of it. This month, I am going by the alphabet and choosing an icon every day and posting them on my social media. Regardless, Black History is celebrated every day, because without it, many things we have right now wouldn't exist. So, with that being said, Happy Black History Month in every day that follows, 24-7, 365 days of melanin. <laughs> Segregation is the practice of requiring separate housing, education, and other services for people of color. Segregation was made law several times in 18th and 19th century America as some believed that black and white people were incapable of coexisting. Mildred and Richard Loving, a couple that met for the first time as students in a separate segregated school, married at the ages of 18 and 24. Despite having a legal marriage license, the couple was arrested and forced to leave Virginia. Their story has been dramatized several times, including the 2016 film Loving like many couples like them who have struggled as an intercultural couple, it is hard to believe that this difficulty still exists. Here to join in on the conversation of intercultural relationships is Miss Alexis Thompson and my twin Odori Prelo.
1: I would like if or to your friends, make them face, not necessarily challenges, but differences in food, music, uh, traditions, stuff like that. For example, I know that if I were to, um, I guess, like, date someone outside my race, whether it's someone from a different country, I know that they might not have the Southern food tradition. I was also thinking that they might face backlash from their family. Asian households, Indian or Eastern Asian, their families might not be as open to intercultural relationships between white or black people as other people. Yeah, that is true. I agree with that. Dealing with like races, I know that many um, intercultural relationships, they face judgment and racism, even from, like, not necessarily their family, but strangers, like, walking down the street. Right? Like, I saw my friend every time they go into Cracker Girl with their, uh, their boyfriend or girlfriend, they get scared by all the old white people. Oh, yeah, that's pretty big. Like, in the South, specifically, like, not necessarily if you were to go up North, you know? And there's definitely a difference between the intercultural regions of North and, and, like, the, the West Coast of the country. Well, as far as the media is concerned with intercultural relationships, I think that there is a, a double standard for men and for women. Like, for black men, for example, it's fine for them to stay interculturally, and I guess they view it as sort of like a, a trophy, a symbol of status. Like, black men in the NBA, they date white women, they date Asian women, and like, like Kanye West married Kim Kardashian, a white woman, and Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner. But when Black women do that same thing and are viewed as race traitors. It's quite ridiculous. Eve, the rapper, she married a white man from England, and then there was a whole lot of backlash from that. They don't even listen, they say they won't listen to her music anymore and stuff like that. You know, she's literally just living her best life. Yeah, I think that's crazy. But so sad because it's like, I know they are different races, they may be different, when it comes to race, but I think the reason why a lot of people get together, like, intercultural relationships, because at the end of the day, they have something that brings them together. So they're they're alike in a lot of ways. Another thing that can make a difference is the way they raise their kids. So, like, that has an effect on how they were raised themselves. So I know, like, in different cultures, people are raised differently, and, like, they're disciplined in different ways. So
2: they can face that big challenge Challenge when they come together on decisions
1: on how they'll raise their kids. Yeah, like stuff like religion and how they identify, I guess, and maybe even sometimes the country that they're in. Yeah. I think music can be some. So I know like a lot of popular songs, they don't just cater to one race, you know? They're popular for a reason, so... I think a lot of people that come together in intercultural relationships, they relate on a lot of music, and they could honestly be brought up the same way, even if they have like different cultures. If they're from the same like area, like same town, they can have that in common as well. I just want to add, when you said food, I was thinking that people from other cultures they use like a lot of seasonings. You know, a lot people use a lot of seasonings. I don't think food is ever going to be a problem. Like, have you guys tried Indian food? It is so good. Food looks so good. So, I really don't think that'd be an issue. Yes, I love all food. I like Italian food. I like Mexican food. I like Chinese food. I like all food. Yeah, that wouldn't be a problem for me, you know. And then Odori said that the way they were raised, and on TikTok, it's really easy to see that even though we are from different cultures, we have like very similar backgrounds. Like, in Spanish, if they say something to the parents, they get like a chocolate thrown at them or something. And in Korean, they get like a, like a little, uh, they, they get a discipline too. And black people, you already know, I guess. You already know, especially if they're African, the discipline is there. We have very similar backgrounds, even if we don't speak the same languages or come from the same culture. Yeah, that is true. Cause like a lot of them share the same values. Like you could be a different culture, but have the same religion like you were saying earlier. And I think religion plays a big part on how you raise your kids, and it plays a big part on traditions and morals as well. So that's a big thing. If I married somebody who is a different religion from me, I really wonder how we would determine a child, like one parent, that one child's like religion. So that would be a tough conversation. Yeah, that would be. I guess it depends on like, who the child is closer with. Because I know they're ten- not necessarily closer with, I guess, like, um, raised more of a bond. Yeah, more of a bond. That parent has more of an influence on that child. Okay, that makes sense. Politics. Politics are important. I cannot date a Trump supporter. No matter what, it can't be me. I won't be down that bad. I refuse. <laughs>
0: Okay, guys, so have you ever been in a intercultural relationship? And if so, could you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, I have been for different hairstyles. He complimented them all the time. Like, you know know, those teachers in high school? Like, if you had a new hairstyle, they'd be like, oh, wow, I like your hair today. It'd be stuff like that. He was open to learning about the stuff I was interested in. And he also had black friends, so he wasn't, like, like, uh, a foreigner to a lot of stuff I didn't like so <laughs> I <also laughs> he was white Oh white yeah he was a football player at Coastal. oh cool yeah I've been one um, it actually it was actually easy because we had the same religion so there wasn't really like any that many differences except for food because <laughs> he was like super into like different food and stuff and like I don't know I didn't really eat that from the daily basis he was like really into like eating rice I'm a noodle person. So, (laughs) it was you know. (laughs) Ah, yeah.
0: What intercultural relationships, friends groups, could you, like, talk about?
1: My roommate is um, originally from China, so she practices, like, a lot of her traditions and stuff. And food! So, I think that's a goal. And my other roommate, she was from China, too. And every now and again, we would have, like, dinner call it hot pot, where we have, like, a whole bunch of dishes, cook it in the middle, and eat it, so I'm most grateful. As far as my roommates go, they have all been white. I know Lily, she never really had, like, black friends before me, so it was very interesting. Her great-grandfather was the vice president of the Confederacy, so she was very open about how she her him was, I guess, so I guess, uh, I kind of educated her on stuff like other cultures. The time she left college, she was a uh, full-blown liberal, like, bisexual, like, really out there. I really take it's her. It's so funny. So we really showed me that there's a difference between Southern Black culture, like, she didn't, I didn't know there was a difference between Southern Black culture and, like, Southern White culture, but she showed me, like, there's booze. Like, have y'all ever had green bean casserole? I've never had that before. I didn't even know that was a thing. I, so, I didn't know, bro, I didn't know that was a thing until Tia made it. I made it. I mean, you know, we're that. Yeah. She made it. All right, like um, Billy made that, she made some other stuff. To be honest, I don't live, live in an area where there's a lot of racial diversity. Like I went to a predominantly white school, I was like what a few black kids and there were only like a couple of Asian kids. There weren't really that that many chances of racial encounters, like especially out and about. I really only see white people it's very strange. So for me when it comes to strength, like any other race, I don't know. Like, I don't think there's like any sort of like acknowledgement, unless they're like attracted to me. You know what I mean? But it's just like a stranger's walking down the street. Like, there's no sort of encounter. It's like kind of like you're like non-existent. In my opinion, that's what I've experienced. You know, give them like a have a nice day smile. But uh, other than that, I just you know go about my day. You know what though with that um that happened nice i day smile i hear that's only an american thing like uh so it might be like if they're from other countries they might think that's weird like i hear from other countries they think that is so creepy that's what they think yeah i i know what you mean yeah they just like go about their day they're like why am i why am i counting <laughs> like a person <laughs> i know what you mean yeah because i've actually mentioned the like black nods you know, like, whenever, you know, whenever you see, like, a, someone that's has been raised to be, like, a fellow black person, I think it might be just, like, in the black race, maybe. Them on the street. You give a small smile. Yeah, yeah, you give, like, a nod. Yeah, and, like, a wave, like, a, like a small wave, like, a yeah, hi. even smile. if you don't know them, yeah. Right? I thought it was like, just because I was awkward. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, growing up, like, whenever your dad or your mom, like, no, I think it's mainly dad. They'll see, like, other black men. Another black man, and then... They, like, say, hey. Like, they give them, like, a nod or, like, a wave. And then you're thinking to yourself, who's that? You know, right. I, mean? I think it's because men are just friendlier, though. But, I was at, yeah. but I was at the same time, my grandma does exactly that. She stops talking to everybody. Oh, yeah, that is, like, kind of, like, an elderly thing, though. Yeah. Yeah. Open to, like, talking to anyone that grocery store or something and like there's um, uh, someone
0: that's like a senior why not? So what was your view on former president Barack Obama and him acknowledging his fellow black Americans whenever he would approach them he would hug them rather than with the white Americans he would just give them a handshake
1: like the black nod where it's like you don't have to know them to to be like nice to them or try like make them feel welcome I think it's because like a lot of times us like um as black people like not saying other cultures don't face this but from my experience I know like a lot of times when you're in different places you just don't feel welcome you know so I feel like that Something he wanted to do to make sure that they felt welcome at least once that day, you know? It's like kind of like an unconscious thing. I also think it's like a, a cultural difference too. I feel like, have you ever seen like two black people meet in public and they do the, the handshake and the hug and stuff? But like, mm-hmm. they don't really do all of that, I think. It's like yeah. the openness of the culture, like the friendliness, I guess. And mm-hmm. also, have you ever been the only black student in like a white class? and you see, like, another black shooting come in, and you're like, hi! Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I feel like it's something like that, too. You
2: like can relate. Awesome. Like,
1: you can relate to yeah. some sort of level. Because we do have, like, the same... Like, we do experience the same thing. Even if we're not, like, raised the same household, like, you can meet, like, a stranger that looks like you and talk to them and find out that you have, like, so much in common. Yeah, that's not in my culture. is so like so like identical across America I guess yeah it's like kind of sad you know I don't think he meant anything bad by it I do not really he yeah I just feel like he felt like he could be that open to them the other races would have like looked at him sideways and been like are you like okay this is cool you're surprised and everything but why are you trying to get me up I don't know you like that you know
0: so, or it doesn't make them feel uncomfortable. Sojourner Truth was an American abolitionist and a woman's rights activist. Truth was born into slavery in Swartkill, New York, but escaped with her infant daughter to freedom in 1826. After going to court to recover her son in 1828, she became the first black woman to win such a case against a white man. She said and I quote When I preaches I has just one text to preach from, and I always preaches from this one. My text is When I Found Jesus God will take care of the poor trampled slave, but where will the slaveholder be when eternity begins?
1: The journey truth is one of many accomplished black authors who have been celebrated throughout history. With that said, I have a question to ask you guys. When was the last time you picked up a book by a Black author, either intentionally or unintentionally? And when was the last time you saw a book by a Black author on display in a library or a bookstore outside of Black History Month? You're probably thinking really hard about it, and you probably don't remember. And I say so because I don't remember. I basically have a mini library in my room, and not a single author is black. That wasn't intentional, of course. But I still felt that it was problematic. It just goes to show that Black authors and other authors of color don't get as much attention and push as their white counterparts. So for the month of February, we challenge you guys to read a book by a Black author, And we'll even recommend a few good ones. First up is The Rage of Dragons by Evan Winter, a tale of revenge, adventure, and drama, wrapped in epic fantasy. The critics describe it as Game of Thrones it was gladiator. Next is the Fifth Season, by N.K. Jemison, an apocalyptic fantasy where the main character has to take on the world to find her daughter. The reviews are amazing, and the faves are very high. Another book you can check out is Children of Blood and Bone, by Tony Adeyemi, a young adult fantasy novel that is packed with action, romance, and drama. If you love Storm from X-Men and Katniss from The Hunger Games, you'll love this book. If you're looking for a romantic book, this in Time for Valentine's Day. Queen Moon by Kennedy Ryan is perfect for you. A tale of childhood friends who become lovers, it's full of sexy, romance, and drama. Don't leave you wanting moments. And last but not least, we have Kingdom of Souls, written by Rena Barron. Kingdom of Souls is a grand, dark, and epic fantasy that tells the story of Aura, the daughter of a powerful witch doctor was born with no powers. who must save her kingdom and battle forces of darkness. Check out the reviews on Goodreads. They're all five stars. I'm planning on adding this book to my collection, too. So, check out these books and tell Tia what you thought of them. Or check out other books by other Black authors and recommend them on Tia's social. But hopefully, you'll find this challenge fun and entertaining. To close out this week's episode, here is Maya Angelou's rendition of Ain't I a Woman by Sojourner Truth.
2: That man over there says that women need to be helped into carriages and lifted over ditches and given the best place wherever. Nobody helps me into carriages nor over the muddy patches or gives me any best place. And ain't I a woman? Look at me. I have plowed and planted and gathered into barns and no man could best me ever, ain't I a woman? I could work as hard and eat as much as a man when I could find it and take the lash as well. And ain't I a woman? I have born 13 children and seen most of them sold off to slavery. And when I cried out, with my mother's grief, no one but Jesus heard me. And ain't I a woman?
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it. Feel free to email me, tiatrudat at gmail.com. That's tiatrudat at gmail.com. You can also leave me a voice message as well. The link is in the description. Remember to be the best you can be because only you can be the best you can be. Bye. Adios. I am. Oh, um,
1: uh... I didn't think it was gonna be that quick you can edit
0: that out but um I don't know you can just talk I don't well, know
1: we're gonna
0: over huh
1: no save that we're not going over
0: yeah I'm not, not we're not gonna start all over no <laughs> we're not you know I feel like food food is one of the like um one of the foundations that could build a relationship because <laughs> <laughs> Have awesome. you ever have you experienced an intercultural relationship? No, if so,
1: let ask, ask like start Uber so you can be clean. Yeah. Okay. It was his race. <laughs> he was white. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he was white. Yeah, he was a football player at Coastal.
0: Okay, so oh, I love rice now. All right, so besides. Yeah, I
1: actually like rice after that, like after the fact. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Christ isn't bad. And see, it's part with Alexis' part. Because I was. I literally stopped because Bruno was like shaking. <laughs> 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 he was like shaking and like. <laughs> 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 what about the dog and Bruno? <laughs> the German Shepherd mixed with the Beagles? Okay. <laughs> What do you know, man? What do know, man? know, man?